It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One-of-a-kind opinions, big-name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. We're going to have my uh, producer, Sam Ekstrom, come on later. Why? Because he's going to hate in the first segment. He always hates on Kirk Cousins, and it's a Kirk Cousins type of morning. Why? Betting is out. Prop bets. Training camp, July 30th. So we know everybody's getting ready for these prop bets. Why not go throw $100 on Kirk Cousins? And I'm going to tell you exactly where to put your money. And it's a guaranteed payback. Like the over-under set for Kirk Cousins, it seems a little bit like clickbait. Like, is there going to be a, like, can I get my ticket back if he gets hurt? Because if he gets, if he plays all 17 games or even 16 games, so over-under seems a little bit too easy to be true, but we're going to talk about those numbers. We're also going to talk a little bit about Ben Lieber, uh, one of my, uh, uh, I guess we were co-host or we're, we're show contributors for the Vikings, uh, and, and he made headlines with some stuff that, honestly, we already knew. Like, Everson Griffin said it a long time ago. Everybody said it before, you know. But, hey, why not be sensational right before a training camp starts? And then we're going we're gonna to have the Daily Three coming up later, a little home run derby, Byron Bucks in the course, and then Justin Jefferson, Madden. It's Madden time. Right before training camp, all the veterans, all the rookies are getting those consoles, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox or laptop, they're getting their consoles ready for training camp. But before we jump into this Kirk Cousins easy bet segment, this is an easy bet. Easy. Easy. I would put $100 on every single one of these right now. Easy. We're going to have a word from our sponsors with Sam Ekstrom. Thanks, Ron. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Well, now you can with Dave, a banking app that can help you get up to 500 instant dollars with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank. Gas is expensive. Buy a wedding gift catch up on bills. You can tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. D-A-V-E, Dave. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. So as we jump into this daily topic, we're about to jump into the daily topic. Sam, you tell me what the over-under is for Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to tell you where I'm going to put my money, because this is simple to me. But you you tell me, where, where are we at? Where are we at with Kirk Cousins? Here we go. The over-under, drumroll please, for Kirk Cousins passing yardage this year. 4,150 and a half yards. So for context, Kirk Cousins last year, 42-21. Year before that, 42-65. Year before that, 36-03. Dropped off a little bit. And the year before that, 42-98. So three of his four years in purple, he has exceeded 
This total, 4150 is the number. Over under for touchdowns, Ron. Yesterday, you were touting a 40 touchdown season. The over under yep. is 31 and a half. And interceptions. And this is, I think, the, the most interesting one, Ron, because if we're passing mm -hmm. more, then the interceptions might go up. Ten and a half is the interception over under. So tell us where to spend the money, oh, wise one. Where can we get rich on Kirk Cousins? Well, I mean, if you can't go hindsight and, and go get a bank to give you money and, you know, all that stuff, go front foresight. I'm going to give you the foresight. Here you go. Kirk Cousins, 4,100 yards. You bet the over. Here's why. The Rams, since 2019. So you go all the way back to 2018. Sorry. 2018, they threw for 4,500 yards. That's Jared Goff. You're telling me Kirk Cousins can't do that? The next year, they threw for 4,400 yards. That's still Jared Goff. The next year, now 4,000. So basically almost 4,014 yards. Jared Goff wasn't that good. 20 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He wasn't that good. Like that's that's why they would have got Matthew Stafford. And then Matthew Stafford comes in, 4,600 passing yards. So you're trying to tell me that Kirk Cousins, a guy in his career so far, last year, 42, year before that, 42. Now, 2019, a little bit of a drop-off. That was kind of the first two years. That was the first year of that weirdness, 3,600 yards. But then 4,200 yards his first year with the Vikings in 2018. 4,000 yards with the Commanders. 4,900 yards with the Commanders. 4,166 with the Commanders. Those are his all-starting years. He's literally every bit of right at it except for 2019, which, I mean, that was the we got to run the ball year. Like, we got to run the ball to run the ball because we're going to run the ball. I mean, that's what it was. Let's be honest. And so if you think about Kirk Cousins, he's going to go for 42-plus thousand. I mean, 4,200. Sorry, 4,200-plus yards. That's easy. So bet the over there. Ten and a half interceptions. Bet the over. Like. He Now, we know last year he only threw seven interceptions on 33 yards. So that is a tricky one. But he's thrown 13 in 2020. He threw six in 2019. Again, being conservative, being the Kirk that they didn't want him to be, 10 in 2018. So that is the tricky one. That's the one where I just say go over because I feel like they're going to throw the ball a lot more. And you got to have a coach saying, hey, take a chance, bro. Like, take a chance. I don't care if you throw a pick. I'm with you. You're my boy. I'm a QB. I get it. This happens. Because with the Commanders, it was 13, 12, and 11 interceptions as a starter. My guess is it's going to be a similar type of production. I, and I said this. I think I said like under 15 interceptions. I think I actually said under 20 interceptions with 40 touchdowns. But under 15 interceptions with 40 touchdowns. Touchdowns, 31 and a half. Go after it. I mean, 33, 35, 30. And then the 26 year, whatever. But 33, 35, and 30. 35 and 33 were Justin Jefferson. So is it going to change with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne and a coach that wants to throw you the ball and a coach that likes you? No. Bet the over. The interceptions one, I can't really – I mean, hey, uh, you, you think what you think. I, I'm going to say over just because I think the production is going to go up, so interceptions are going to go up. His passer rating the last three years, 103, 105, 107. Come on now. Like, it, it, this seems too good to be true. But again, I don't know the rules on injuries. Like, if he gets hurt a couple games, do I get my ticket back? Is there a asterisk by it? But that's where I'm going to tell you to bet. Sam, what are you going to tell him to bet? Because we know you're a hater. So you hate on Kirk Cousins every chance you get. So let's go. 
it's hard for me to disagree with you. It really, it really is because it's not like there's a big concern about injury. Obviously, injury is the yep. thing that could derail this bet. But Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt. The only thing he could get is COVID, which he got last year. He missed a game. He still mm-hmm. passed 4,200 yards. Um, yep. Here's a stat that I, I really uh, thought summarized the Vikings. This is from Warren Sharp, who's a big you know um, analyst. Second down run rate after an incompletion. Mm-hmm. So basically second and 10. Giants, 70%. Lions, 66 Tennessee, 65%. Vikings, 64%. So fourth most, they would run the ball on second and long. Now look at the teams that chose to pass the ball in those situations. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, 89%. Cincinnati, 82%. Kansas City, 79%. Arizona, 78%. Rams, 75%. These are the best mm-hmm. offenses in the league. And you know how they are such good offenses? Because they pass when they need to pass on second and 10. Correct. The Vikings are not going to fall into that trap again of running it on second and long. That was a huge problem last year. It's not going to be a problem mm-hmm. this year. They're going to throw it in the correct situations, and I think that's going to really solidify Kirk Cousins as a 4,000-yard passer. So, I mean, the only thing that holds him back, Ron, other than getting hurt, are they going to have a lot of leads late in games? Are they going to be taking the air out of the football? Because uh, last year they were th- they had to throw it in the fourth quarter a lot of the time because right. the games were close or they were behind. Um, are they going to have more leads this year? Because the 2019 stat where he only had 3,600 yards, like there were a couple games where he only had to throw it 10 times because they yeah. were just running the ball in the third and fourth quarters. So that's the other thing that could der- derail it. But I, I would definitely be placing the bet on the over on yards, probably the over on touchdowns, and the interception one, I think probably over on that too. I would go flat out over, 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 and just assume that quantity – um, is going to lead to some pretty big raw totals. Yeah, and look at Jamar Chase. I mean, look at the production he had. The reason was because they stretched the field. We know Justin Jefferson has been chomping at the bit for an offense like that. I mean, he even said it without saying it in so many words. You know, he talked about Burrow and how him and Jamar Chase are boys, and it's always – because people try to make controversy about that. Like, is Kirk Cousins saying Joe Burrow's better than Kirk Cousins? Or is uh, uh, Jefferson saying uh, Joe Burrow's better than Kirk Cousins? No, he was just saying, look at how they get along. They're boys. They went to college together. They're young. They like to do the same stuff. They both, you know, Ice Joe. He's showing up in in gold diamond chains with uh, Jordan 1s in a suit. You know, he's doing the stuff that he, you know, he sees from previous Joes in the NFL. If you look at Joe Namath, you look at Joe Montana, some of the cool situations they had. He was trying to be Joe Cool. Kirk Cousins is not that guy. He has a minivan. You know, he he's a family man. He's not hanging out with Justin Jefferson playing Madden, whereas Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are. So that's what just what Jamar, or Justin Jefferson was trying to get at. So what does that mean? Well, hey, now let's figure out a way, man. Like, we're not going to connect off the field like that. But how can we connect on the field? Hey, Coach O'Connell, how can we create some plays so me and Kirk are on the same page so that when I'm wide the the, the, the I'm wide open, um, excuse me, I was going to say, like, I'm not going to use that language, but if I'm wide the heck open, <laughs> You're going to hit me for the for the record. Like, everybody remembers that crossing route where Justin Jefferson was wide open, and I think that was, like, the record he needed or something, or that was the pass could have broke the record. And he throws it to, like, K.J. Osborne or Adam Thielen or something. It's like, come on. Like, read the room, bro. Like, he's wide open, and it's Justin Jefferson. I don't care if there's four people on him. He's going for the record, and this is my moment. 
Like this could be that one shining moment song playing as Justin Jefferson catches it and the confetti falls and the NCAA people come run on the court. Kirk Cousins missed the throw, but Kevin O'Connell is not going to let that happen. Why? Because Mike Zimmer was not about that life. Like he wasn't about that Kirk Cousins life, about that big pass game life, about that I'm a former quarterback life where my offense is going to run my team and the, the TV are going to – like the Rams – we only talked about Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey because of who they are and their big personalities. I mean, there was a tweet recently from uh, Camardi and Dre Bly and these guys, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ashanti Samuel went on uh, a podcast talking about how he had better numbers, he had better stuff, but these young guys have created these personas because of social media to get money. You know, and Jalen Ramsey, he was knocking at Jalen Ramsey, and Jalen Ramsey just said, hey, appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, shout-out. You know, he's like, I'm not going to get into this argument with you. Like, fine, say whatever you want. I'm a Super Bowl champion, too. Like, I make plays, but I make more money than you. And Ashanti Samuel's saying, like, if I was in today's era, I would be the highest-paid corner. Like, that's how he feels. And Dre Bly and a lot of these guys and Champ Bailey are starting to chirp back. Like, hey, he might be right, man. These young guys are not as good as we were. They weren't playing like we were playing. You know, and so, you know, and some guys try to say, oh, I don't get the ball thrown my way, blah, blah. We're not going to get into that. Long story short, Kevin O'Connell is about that life. He is in this. He's entrenched in this. He wants to be that quarterback's coach. He wants to make Kirk Cousins the next best. Kirk Cousins is going to benefit from that, and we're going to see that on the field. We're going to see that with these stats. The one way, and you said 64% run on second down and long compared to 75% with the Rams. It's not a big number. But it is when you think about how many plays are in that percentage. How many times can you go for, you know, an eight-yard pass to get the third and two versus a two-yard run and you're on third and eight? At the end of the day, Kevin O'Connell knows what to do right. And you said handing the ball off late in games. The best handoff sometimes is a quick pass to the left where there's nobody covering the guy. You can see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow do that all the time. You see Tom Brady do that with his receivers all the time. You see Aaron Rodgers always run that little shallow route. We all are like second and 10, and he just ran a drag route or a flat route. Why isn't anybody? It's a pick play. It's just like a run. I'm going to just dump it out quick to Devontae Adams, and I'm going to let him get me seven yards versus handing it off and have to go through the trenches. That's the things that Kevin O'Connell is going to do that the Vikings got away from, the quick hitch, the quick slant. We didn't do quick game stuff here. It became this, I got to create this great play every single time. No, sometimes you just got to give it to your star and let them go to work. That's why Justin Jefferson's going to have like as many catches probably as Jamar Chase because now he's going to get those smokes. He's going to get those tunnel screens. He's going to get those quick one hitters when Kirk Cousins sees too many in the box. He's just going to tap that helmet and Justin Jefferson knows, hey, he's coming to me. I got a one step, boom, get it. Just like Randy Moss, make somebody miss. Who knows what can happen after that? And that's what's going to happen. A quick interruption to tell you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Good time right now to take inventory of what the lines are at BetOnline.net. Get ready for the second half of the MLB season. Look ahead with some NFL futures. Uh, you got eSports, you got MMA, you got golf. Uh, the last major of the year just got done. It's still your best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. But now, as we jump into this Ben Lieber conversation, Sam, Ben Lieber. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Ben Lieber, man. I get it, though. Like, you got to you gotta do it. You got to do it. And Ben Lieber has had issues with former coaches before. I think um, – uh, what was the guy's name? Childress. Yeah, him and Childress got into it. 
where Childress mm-hmm. made a comment about that, about this blog, you know, Libra this, Libra that, just trying to create drama. Libra doesn't shy away from it. Like he's he's now become that personality where he's like, look, Skip Bayless got paid for being that guy. Shannon Sharp says the stuff. Barkley says the stuff. So Ben Libra's like, hey, might as well just start throwing some stuff out there too. You got to be controversial. You got to say this stuff. But Ben Libra is saying nothing besides what happened with Everson Griffin. We saw that. Mike Zimmer never, ever came out and said that he did not believe in or, or say what uh, Everson Griffin said. Rick Spielman never came out and said Everson Griffin is wrong. Everson Griffin never came out and said Everson Griffin is wrong. <laughs> Everson Griffin said, I apologize to Kurt for it coming out the way it did. That's what he said. If you read the actual apology, he said, I apologize for it coming out the way it did. This should have been in-house. He never said it wasn't true. He didn't say, oh, Mike Zimmer never, does. you know, Mike Zimmer wants Kirk. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm lying, guys. I'm sorry. I had a moment. No, no, no. He said it should not have come out that way. And this is the big FU from Mike Zimmer to Kirk Cousins. After Everson Griffin flat out embarrassed Kirk Cousins on social media to the whole world, Mike Zimmer didn't back up Kirk. Rick Spielman didn't back up Kirk. His teammates didn't even back him up. Like they didn't even come out and say, hey, man, coach likes no, what did he do? He went and got the guy a job. Like, thanks for saying what I couldn't say, Everson. Come on, be a part of my team. Like, that's what Mike <laughs> Zimmer did to Kirk. Like, he didn't protect him and say, hey, we don't need Everson. No, because Everson Griffin's good. So I don't care what he said. I don't care that he spilled the beans because I really don't like him. So let me go ahead and bring Everson in and throw more grease on this fire. Like that's that like you ever seen that meme of the guy throwing fries in a in a grease pot and then it explodes? That's what Mike Zimmer did with that. And then it just from there, it just it became awkward and weird. They started having meetings together and watching film together. Why did it take so long? Why didn't you do it in 2018 and 2019? Why 2020? Like what what, what was the difference? Well, we're trying to find a way to make the media believe that we like each other. They don't. They really didn't. Like, I imagine it being like two old people that have been married for 70 years watching TV together. Zero conversation happening besides what's for dinner and the bare minimum. Like when you're 89 and 90 and 100 years old and you're still married, it's not a lot to say. You're just like, hey, we're in this until it's over. And it's over now. Mike Zimmer's gone. Kirk Cousins has a new coach. But Ben Lieber is just saying what everybody knew. It's just now there's another way to blow it up and really just hit on it and he didn't like them. But the Mike Zimmer supporters aren't going to be like, they're not going to go for that. They're not going to, they're not going to back that up. Now, some might try to jump on this train late, but those guys out there supporting Mike Zimmer, they're not going to, they're not going to do that. But Lieber knows, hey, Kirk's going to do better because he doesn't have that drama anymore. That's a lot of heat. But I don't know, Sam, what do you think? I mean, do you really think Mike Zimmer doesn't like her cousins or do you think there's just another ploy to get some uh, clicks? Well, let me flip this on you. I mean, I think Ben Lieber speaks the truth, and I don't think it was a secret. Like, I think the writing was on the wall. What if Kirk Cousins just didn't like Mike Zimmer? I mean, what if it was a two-way street? And maybe, hey, maybe Kirk's icy relationship with Mike, maybe that sort of led Mike to dislike Kirk. I mean, we don't really know where it started because Kirk comes in in 2018, and things don't go well that year. Kirk throws a lot of interceptions. Didn't take a lot of accountability that year. That was a big knock on him. Um, and then 2021 comes around. Vaccination stuff goes down. 
And then from that point on, the iciness between the two was so evident. Uh, Kirk Cousins' dad was liking some anti-Zimmer tweets on Twitter, and then he deleted his account. Yep. There was that that little episode. Um, I think it's clear that it was a bad relationship. I don't think it was a secret, and I think it was far too – I mean, one of them needs to bury the hatchet at some point. Both of them needed to be bigger men and teammates and, and band together at some point, right, to right the ship because there's a lot of drama in – football locker rooms you know there's stuff going on with Everson Griffin there's Stefan Diggs saying there's truth to all rumors you've got off the field stuff you've got different egos at work you need to have a kumbaya relationship with the coach and the quarterback for the betterment of the whole team and neither of them and I think Kirk is part of this problem neither of them were able to solve their differences and I think it's some of it's on Mike and I think some of it's on Kirk too and I think it's easy to make Mike the villain because Mike is the grouchy one and Mike is the one who values defense over offense. But I think there's a little bit of Kirk at fault here too. Um, so I'm not going to be all rosy about Kirk Cousins today. I got to give him some blame as well. <laughs> I could see that. And, and, and like, just to, to, to be clear though, he threw more interceptions in 2020 than he did in 2018. He only threw 10, but to your point, it was the way some of these games went. And that's, I think that was the 2018 start of it. When you think about the Bears, both games they lost to the Bears, 24 to 10, which I was kind of a, we must win and we're in the playoffs and they lost. And then the Bears, I think, went and played the uh, Saints uh, on Nickelodeon for the slime game. And then you got the Vikings, <laughs> yeah. Bears, the, uh, the, the, what was that, 25 to 20. Um, and of course, they do what they do. They beat the Packers 24 to 17. Um, that was also, if I'm not mistaken, that was the kicker year, too, because you had the 29-29 Packers game where the kicker missed a yeah. bunch and he got rid of Daniel Carlson. So that was a little bit of it. Um, you had the Rams kind of debacle, you know, with the Rams beating the Vikings 38-31 to and Mike Zimmer's defense started to get exposed. Um, I think you're right. It could have, because who knows what Kirk Cousins was saying in those instances where the Bills beat him 27-6. Uh, the, 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 uh, the Rams beat them, you know, put up 38 points on them. Cause I think at that point you have Vikings and Kirk Cousins apologists saying, yeah, Kirk Cousins can't win games, but of course the Vikings defense has given up 38 points, 37 points, 24 points, you know, like it, it, that's one of those things you give up 24 points to the Patriots. Uh, you do put up 41 on the dolphins, but then you give up 21 to the Seahawks. So it's like, who are you? Like what, which team is it? And you know, 49ers, they beat, you know, but then you turn around and you look at the Packers. You know, I mean, it's just, it was just, it was night and day. The, I think that was the Josh mm -hmm. Allen rookie year too, the 27 to six. That was the big one where yeah. Josh Allen Hurdling leaps over the bar. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So who knows how Kirk Cousins felt in that moment too, being his first year with the Vikings, supposed to be coming to a team that's defensive led. Uh, we've heard guys say, I didn't see Mike Zimmer anywhere near the offensive meetings or, you know, speaking to me as an offensive player in the hallway. So there was a lot of things that culturally that were old school. Cause I mean, I remember being back with the Ravens. I don't remember being too rosy and happy and conversational in the hallway. Um, the staff. Yeah. Some of the coaches that you knew. Yeah. You would give them a nod or what's up or, you know, other than that, man, these coaches are looking at papers head down. I know for me as a young coach with the coats, it was opposite. I think players forget this. When I'm walking through the halls, I'm not speaking to players because I'm looking at them like you're superstars. I'm just the, you know, offensive assistant. I'm with paper, you know, Xerox, and I'm 
I'm just trying to get to my next meeting to hand papers to coaches so I can sit in the back of the room and take notes and pay attention to what Peyton Manning's about to say. Like, so there's two sides of this sometimes that players forget. Some coaches might feel like players don't want to be bothered. Like you're showing up early for work. Sometimes like, hey, let me let this guy decompress before we get on the field or before we go to meetings. Like there's a lot to it. But again, at the end of the day, and you're married, Sam, it's about communication. Like nobody knows what they don't know until they communicate. You don't know what you don't know until you communicate. So the lack of between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, there is something to that. And it just grew and grew and grew. And I hate to throw this out because, you know, a lot of people aren't fans. I am. I'm a Kim Kardashian and Kanye West fan. Kim just came out and said her and Kanye didn't talk for eight months. Imagine what that could have done if they had actually talked. Like, you don't talk for eight months, of course. And when you're in that world when you're a billionaire already or your family is a millionaire, you're a hundred million, you know, hundred whatever millionaire, eight months of not talking, you just feel like I don't need you. I got four kids. I can take care of them. I got money. I got nannies. I got, you know, live in everything. Like, I don't need you. And I think that's what happened. She even said it. Like, we weren't living in the same state. That's the same type of communication I think that happened with Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. They became separate now i don't know who's kanye in this situation i'm guessing zimmer because he would be the the, the more like you know whereas kirk cousins is like kim k <laughs> she just wants to be loved kirk cousins just wanted to be loved and he wasn't getting it kevin o'connell's gonna love up on him but hey it's that time sam and now sam extram take it away the home run derby was last night, Ron Johnson. Juan Soto of the Nationals was the victor. And my question for you is this. Is the home run derby the best skills competition in sports? You've got dunk contest, three-point contest. I know in the NHL they've got the slap shot contest. NFL hasn't really figured it out. I mean, I know they've done some pass, punt, and kick concepts in the past. No one really gets too into that. Um, so where does the home run derby rank in your book in terms of all-star weekend festivities? Yeah, so this is what I say. A lot of times when you talk about old school versus new school, a lot of old school people try to defend their era. I will say this. In that instance, in these contests, the old school got it right. The dunk contest with your best dunkers and your most, like, celebrated players, Michael Jordan, Dominique, LeBron James, like, the, the LeBron should have been in the dunk contest at least three to four times. Like, that that to me was frustrating. When you look at Jordan, Dominique, Spud Webb, like, I feel like they captured the moment. You know, even Vince Carter, like, that probably was the best one. Aaron Gordon um, and Zach Levine probably was mm. the last time the dunk contest was, like, relevant. Um, the three-point contest, same thing. Like, it's got to always be Steph Curry and Clay. Like, you keep the best shooters in it. I don't care about these new guys that can shoot. I want to see the best shooters and the guys that are going to bring the most to it. The NFL used to do a great back in the day again, the quarterback challenge where they had to hit a target, run through stuff, um, you know, all that stuff for time. Uh, accuracy, how many targets can they hit? Like now they're getting too Nickelodeon-ish with like spinning wheels and trying to break paper. You know, like that's that's the stuff for me where the old school got those right. So in the instance of the home run, they're, they're almost losing it. Like I don't understand all the points they're throwing out there. It's way too many like hit until you can't hit anymore. It becomes an endurance test. Like I, I get it. But Juan Soto, not only did he turn down $440 million, he's now putting on a show. People are saying, like, is he worth $35 million a year? Is he worth $30 million a year? At the end of the day, dude, I would take 440 to play the Nationals. But 
He's going to get more and he can sit out and not get hurt because that's the key. Everybody's like, he should do this. If he gets hurt, it doesn't matter what he should do. Like it only takes one idiot to hurt him, throw a pitch at him to him slide, get slid into or slide into somebody or celebrate to like, you just don't know getting a car accident. Like, 440 million i don't care if i can get another three four million a year like give me the 440 now a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush like i don't understand why people don't get that say whatever you want to say but who did it best yes the mlb still has it now because they kind of stuck to their format the other leagues they're kind of getting a little outrageous yeah i'm with you that the home run derby format has gotten confusing I'm drawn to the three-point contest now. Like, all the stars are in the three-point contest. The dunk contest has gotten so anonymous, I don't know a lot of the dunkers. Like you said, yeah. a lot of the stars don't do it. Um, and I don't think we've had a great one in about a decade. So um, three-point right. contest is right up there with the Derby for me. Speaking of the All-Star game, Byron Buxton was elevated into the starting spot to replace the injured Mike Trout. 20 years ago, Ron... Um, I can't believe it was that long ago, but Torrey Hunter was the starting center fielder. Goes back in the first inning, leaps over the wall, and robs Barry Bonds in his all-star debut of a home run. <laughs> uh, what do you expect from Byron Buxton, another great electrifying center fielder, tonight in the all-star game? Well, don't, don't get hurt. Like, you're playing for a hurt guy, and Mike Trout you know, due to injury, that probably means like, look, I'm not going out here and doing anything to, to hurt myself when I'm trying to continue to play. Uh, Byron Buxton's on a special team. They're still in the lead, even though it's only two games. Don't go out there and, and try to become the, MV, M, you know, make the all-star game MVP. You know, I, I know you win stuff, maybe a car, some money or something. I know home run derby was a million dollars. Now that's ridiculous. Um, I definitely would have went for that. But like, you know, MVP, like, if you hurt yourself trying to be the MVP of an all-star game, that's like trying to, you know, take your kids out just to win at Monopoly. Like, at the end of the day, was it worth it? Probably not. You know, or, or, or you know, like winning an argument with your wife. It's not worth it. Like, what's the point? Like, you win, and then you're the winner of nothing. You are literally the winner of absolutely nothing, and you have to, like, awkwardly try to, like, make her feel better because you won, you, you know, you demoralized her in this victory of an argument that you finally won. Like, who cares? Like, so the All-Star game, my, my hope is that he doesn't get hurt. Like, don't get hurt. Like, that's the whole goal. Do not get hurt. But at the end of the day, I expect him to, you know, make a play here and there, show some speed, uh, maybe hit a bomb. Um, and, you know, just, again, just come back to Minnesota healthy. Yeah, I know Buxton has been struggling at the plate lately. He's still on that kind of rehab plan to limit his reps. I don't know who the American League manager is, but I have a feeling that Rocco Baldelli might have had a friendly phone call to say, hey, Mr. Manager, could we maybe just like get him one at bat and then replace him? I'm, we don't want him running the outfield. We don't want him running the bases. We need him to get five days of rest right now. So if Byron Buxton can just get, get in, get out, maybe get a hit, uh, they can pinch run for him. Don't put any more stress on the guy. I mean, the Twins have until right. Saturday, I think, when they, when they restart. Byron Buxton needs to get off his feet for four days and get right because the Twins need him. I mean, he was he was a borderline liability at the plate for the Twins in the last few weeks. Uh, they got to get him right because when he's playing well, the team wins. And when he's not, they're very ordinary. So let's get Byron Buxton back in a place where 
Uh, he can run the outfield the way he wants to. He can hit the way he wants to. He can stop striking out so much. I think there was a lot of mental taxing on Buxton in the first half of the year with all of the, the in the lineup, out of the lineup, playing through injuries. So let's just get that guy healthy. Um, yeah. Last one for you, Ron, of the Daily Three. I know you'll have an opinion on this. Justin Jefferson's Madden rating is out. He received a 93, which is far from the best. I think Devontae Adams got the full 99. Uh, Adam Thielen also followed up with an 88. Ron, in the latest uh, wide receiver controversy, what do you think of the Madden ratings? So when I look at and I was going to go to Jamar Chase, I forgot to do the uh, Jamar Chase tweet because Jamar Chase is the one that uh, has also been lighting up the Twitters. And so he's lighting up the tweets about the Madden rating. So when you look at the top 10, you got Devontae Adams at 99, Cooper Cup at 98, Tyreek Hill at 97. That's where I think they messed up right there. Like, I get they're going in order. Like, one, they're taking one off for each guy. They're, it's okay to have – I know they don't it, – it's tough. You don't want to have two 99 guys because then that, that doesn't help your Madden, like, what you've done in the past. Now, you know, we know there's updates. So as the season goes on, guys can up their rating. Uh, they can do stuff to get their catches up. They can do stuff to get their speed up, uh, all that kind of crap because that's the whole purpose for Madden to be able to get people to get these updates. And then all of a sudden your roster gets better because Justin Jefferson goes from a 93 to a 98. I think Justin Jefferson, looking at Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, uh, and Jamar Chase not even being on this list. Come on now. Like, let's be real. Like that, that That's why I don't even take any, like, I don't care about this list. Like, if you don't have Jamar Chase on this list, it's not a list. You know, like that, that like you got Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans over Justin, Je or over Jamar Chase. Like, come on. I get he's a rookie, and I get, you know, he has to earn his bones. Um, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Tyreek Hill shouldn't be ahead of those two. Like they put, and this is the thing, it is a video game. So let's be honest. They put a lot into speed into this video game. Cause when you're fast, like Tyreek Hill, that's why he got a 97 because of his speed, because in Madden, you can throw one route and then just run around the field like crazy. You can't do that in real life because there's, there's everybody's their own controller in that game. The only one person can really control one guy. And then his computer's controlling the rest and they're getting juked out by Tyreek Hill doing this crap. Running routes, same thing. These are grown men guarding you and changing the play. So it, it this does, so in my opinion, it should have been Devontae Adams, 99, Cooper Cup, 98, Justin Jefferson, 98, uh, Stefan Diggs, 98, uh, Jamar Chase, 98. And then from there, you can move these guys up. Like DeAndre Hopkins, 96, I think that's fine. I think Tyreek Hill should have been more like a 95. Uh, you know, Mike Evans should have been more up a 95. Terry McLaurin can go up to 93. Keenan Allen definitely is disrespected. He needs to be – he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. He should be a 95 um, because they don't put anything into route running because in Madden, you don't run real routes all the time. It's post, it's comeback, it's curl, it's, it's go. You don't have some of the stuff these guys can do, like Keenan Allen being a running in and then an outcut. I mean, a deep in. We've all seen that video. So Justin Jefferson has a point, but Jamar Chase has a bigger point. So Justin Jefferson too low. Adam Thielen, I think just right. Safe to say that Justin Jefferson is underrated because he does everything well. But he, I don't know if he does any one thing spectacularly, like Tyree kills speed. I think he's just really good at everything. And uh, for some reason, that underrates him. And that's that's why I say that's that's I don't even know the word I'm trying to think. That's hockey pock. I don't even know it's a word. But I mean, it's 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 fugaziness. Like it's just bad. It's bad. It should not happen. <laughs> Poppycock. That's the word. Not hockey pock. It's poppycock. That's the word. It's just it's terribleness. 
Uh, but that is do it for the Ron Johnson Show today. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Action. That's Matt, our producer, back in the studio, getting us up and down. We want to thank you guys. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. We are the Ron Johnson Show, and we want to thank you guys for continuing to download, subscribe, listen, watch us on YouTube. Please continue to do it. Share it. Tell a friend. And make sure they comment as well. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.